2: Now, here are your
0: hosts, Peggy
2: Ann Saltz and Shahab Zaghari.
0: Welcome to Mobile Presence, your destination every week, for great ideas, actionable advice, everything you need to help you optimize and maximize your mobile strategy for your mobile app. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove. Mobile Groove, which you might know, a top 50 ranked tech site that is also worth a visit as I'm getting a new look and also accepting guest column contributions. So if you want to get submission guidelines, you can DM me on Twitter at Peggy PeggyAnn or email me Peggy at MobileGroove.com. And so here we are, and I don't know about you, but every week it seems that I'm seeing another announcement from a brand, from a company, from uh, an advertiser out there making the decision to run their own media operations in-house. to so bringing it all back in-house, that can be programmatic, search, paid, social, the whole Deal back in house for data transparency, greater control, and it's uh, it's it's something where we're seeing reports about this. Uh, for example, a new report from ISBA and the marketing group Oliver talking about how the vast majority of UK brands, for example, are considering establishing on-site or in-house capabilities. So there's something going on out there, and to get to the bottom of this today, we have Shamel Lace. He is CEO and founder of AppSumer. That's a paid marketing intelligence company, a new type of company, also kind of exciting in a way. Welcome to the show, Shamel.
1: Hey, Peggy. Great to be here.
0: Well, it's it's good to have you here because in the middle of all of this, I get the feeling that either there's a mega trend on its way here, or I'm just seeing an awful lot of the same news. What, what's happening all, out there? I mean, what are you seeing?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, we we definitely see the same and it's definitely a a much wider trend. Um, I think, you know, my backgrounds come from agency side. So I think we've been seeing it coming and increasing over the past few years. And I think really this year, we've seen a lot of initiatives. Either there's brands who are already managing things in-house and they're trying to increase the amount that they manage in-house, or we're seeing more and more traditional brands who have traditionally outsourced it. Um, going and and skilling up their in-house expertise.
0: So is this just like Facebook um, taking that in-house? Because that's pretty simple. This is probably more complex than that, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think it's it's the wider piece. People are looking at all channels. So it's kind of what happened with Search probably five to six years ago. And we see more and more businesses who rely on these channels taking it in-house. And we're seeing that same shift happen in mobile. Um, so the really, really big uh, retail brands who are seeing more and more traffic come through mobile, I guess it's got to that stage where it's it's just so big that they can't ignore it and they can't afford to rely on an external party to, to manage that level of um, marketing spent.
0: So, I mean, some of the reasons I'm seeing in these surveys and in this news is that, you know, it's the need for speed. It's the desire for data control. Um, agility these are all the reasons that are given for this I mean what do you see as being uh, the reason for doing this because it's not simple to do but there must be overriding reasons um, and concerns that say okay I'll take on this complexity because I want to have control of the data what what is the dynamic
1: here yeah, definitely. So I, th- I think it's ultimately twofold. Uh, one's just from a kind of cost savings perspective, which is mm-hmm. kind of really easy to justify. You know, once you start spending more and more in a specific channel, uh, the fees that you pay for someone to manage externally, you could for that, that same amount of money start hiring an internal team. And mm-hmm. I guess the benefit of actually having that internal team is you're, you're ultimately a lot closer to the data. You're ha- You have access to insights that an external company may not have. Um, and this includes, you know, your, your first party internal data. You may be looking at things like lifetime value, predictive numbers um, and all sorts and, and things like retention rates, which are you know, typically data that's a lot difficult, a lot harder for external companies to get access to. Um, so when you kind of couple that together with also the ability of, you know, a, uh, a marketeer who's in-house is also a lot closer to the brand. Um, and is also a lot, can be a lot more reactive to the wider business context and, and what's happening at a, at a very high level.
0: And as you said, I mean, um, it's I don't know the numbers. I'd be really interested to hear this, actually, Shamel. You know, how much is the potential savings? You're saying that, um, you know, for the amount I'm paying an agency, I could have an in-house team
1: yeah so and again it's definitely not to to knock agencies I think there's yeah. um, uh, you know certain types of brands where it's definitely efficient but um, as an example you know typically um, agencies can take fees from between ten to twenty percent of a uh, media budget um, mm-hmm. so you know once your budget starts to scale and let's say you know you're spending um, over a hundred thousand dollars a month on paid advertising, you know that that's very, you know ten thousand dollars a month, ten to twenty thousand dollars. You're spending with an external partner, um, and it's definitely enough to hire at least one or two heads um, to start managing things in, internally.
0: So, I mean, your company, AppSumer, yeah, you know, a paid marketing intelligence company. Uh, we were actually talking before the show. You know, what kind of company is that? Because it's an entirely new type of type of company in the ecosystem, you could almost say. You know, it, it wasn't there uh, last year or, or maybe not as, as strongly needed um, as it is now. So tell me about AppSumer. What is a paid marketing intelligence company? What does it do?
1: Yeah, so the best way to look at it is it's ultimately the final layer in your, in your marketing stack, the, the layer that you would make decisions on where to invest your media budgets, um, and I guess the reason it's a it's a new space is it's traditionally been something that's been left to spreadsheets. It's usually um, the, the thing that everyone's doing, um, logging to various different tools, collating it, aggregating it into one uh, spreadsheet and making decisions off the back of that. Um, and I guess the need for such a tool um, and that we've seen over time is the amount of data is getting um, larger and larger. And again, there's limitations on how much you can handle in spreadsheets. Um, Mm -hmm. There are other visualization tools that have been around, such as Tableau. Um, But again, what we find with those tools, are they're they're built for very wide use cases. So as a paid media marketer, um, there's some very specific metrics, very uh, specific types of data and where, you know, places the data comes from. Um, So we're very focused on paid marketing for mobile-first companies. And it's mm-hmm. ultimately to make that whole dec- decision-making process as effortless as possible.
0: So what are you in practice? You know, when I'm dealing with AppSumer, when I'm when I'm looking at the dashboard, what, you know, what can I plug in? What can I include? It, it seems that I have, you know, the ultimate overview over my spend and over my results. But um, maybe that's just me simplifying it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I guess, you know, in terms of where the data comes from. So we take data Mm -hmm. from all sources, um, including mobile measurement partners. Um, So typically that's where you would see things like the number of installs, the amount of events you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, you can't make decisions um, just by looking at revenue and events. You also need to look at the cost, um, which completes the picture and you start looking at ROI. So uh, mobile measurement partners, one source, the other sources are all the various... Uh, media channels and places that you would buy media from and then where i where i guess a a lot of our customers use us is to also incorporate their internal data which doesn't usually sit uh, with a mobile measurement partner and this is the data that the businesses ultimately uh, report on for their internal financials Um, so it's really important for businesses to have a complete overview of all these metrics how they all differ um, either to identify if there are discrepancies, but also to make decisions on really what's going to move the needle for their business.
0: Well, that's a great place to take a break because, you know, we do agree, you know, it's all about data driven marketing, the trend of data driven marketing stronger than ever before. And when we get back after the break, we will talk about how you can actually prepare to be data driven. So don't go away. We'll be right back.
2: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
0: Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn so you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm.
2: Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands.
0: visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's fjorge
2: Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. Only on Cranberry Radio.
0: Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Grieve. And, of course, our guest today, Shamel Lace. He is the CEO and founder of AppSumer, a paid marketing intelligence company. Shamel, right before the break, we were talking about, you know, that, that mega trend, you know, if it's marketing in 2017, it's data-driven. It's just the way it is. Um, now I'd like to understand a little bit of, okay, if we all agree we need to be data-driven, you know, how do we do that? So how would I engage with AppSumer? How would I even prepare myself as uh, as a marketer, as a brand, um, to say, okay, I want to do this in-house. Um, how do I start?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the, the great thing about what we do is we don't require any engineering or any development work. Um, there are some um, areas that you'd need to make sure you've got covered. So the first one is ensuring that there is an attribution tool. Um, so that's the tool that decides on which advertising source should get attributed a specific event or revenue. Um, okay. So that's really the first key. And the second one is um, again, it's it's ultimately you know it's kind of in the name, it's a, it's a paid marketing tool. So it makes sense once you're running enough different channels um, if you start with a lot lower budgets uh, we're probably not the right tool for you just purely because you probably have less of a challenge with fragmentation of data um, so it's very common a lot of brands would start with advertising on facebook or google which are great places to start um, but it's really when you start to scale when you're trying to get a lot more volume and um, things can become this is where we see brands start diversifying their media investment. Um, and at that stage, that's when it becomes really handy to uh, a tool like AppSumer or even just overall trying to be more data driven. Um, and in, so, in terms of preparation, you know, making sure you've got your attribution tool all set up, um, making sure you've agreed internally, um, not just as a marketing team, but with the wider business or finance team, how you actually attribute revenue. Um, so, some of the biggest challenges we find is when people start to work with apps and start putting everything in one place. Um, they start to realize that all these different sources actually have their own attribution models. Um, so as an example, Facebook can't see where else you're advertising. So usually they would see a lot higher numbers than the okay. attribution tools. Um, so it's really clear to just be aligned internally on how everything is going to be measured. Um, and then after that, really, it's uh, we work all off APIs. So we've got plugins with all these various attribution tools, as well as all the media partners, um, and mm-hmm. we can get we can get set up very quickly.
0: I'm just curious: do you also advise companies to sort of get their data house in order? Because it seems to me that you might even have clients that, you know, "Oops, I didn't know it was doing that." Had that tool with that particular. Um, you know, function. It, it seems like part of this is not just using AppSumer, but maybe also getting a little bit of order in there. Do you, do you assist clients with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, it, and it's not something we necessarily charge for. It's, it's part mm-hmm. of the onboarding process. Um, mm-hmm. And it's one of these things we end up actually just stumbling across whilst we're doing the onboarding um and again it, you know it's a very fragmented space so it's you know not not no fault of the marketeers or the tools mm-hmm. um sometimes it's just not the it's not widely known that these tools just attribute so differently um and yeah we we come across this very frequently where um things start becoming a bit grey when you have things like acquisition channels and retargeting channels um mm-hmm. and then you start looking at specific channels who uh, attribute based on impressions or clicks um, so it can get a bit uh, confusing but again there's some great tools out there in terms of the attribution tools that make it a lot mm-hmm. easier and it's just about sometimes you know trusting those attribution tools that we've come across brands in the past who have seen better numbers on Facebook and they've been reluctant to use the attribution tools because they're scared of those numbers suddenly looking a lot worse than they have done um, but in the long run, yeah. it's, it's, it's better practice and it mm-hmm. pays off.
0: I'm just curious. I mean, I know for a fact that your company is, uh, is uh, gaining uh, quite a lot of steam and a lot of uh, notoriety out there in the market. And we'll be hearing and seeing a lot more of it. But in the meantime, maybe you can let me in on a customer case study, even if you can't name the client, just sort of give me an idea of the, the impact, you know, the uplift because this is a project that you need to undertake as we, as we as you just mentioned, but there are, you know, there is a return on the on the on the effort, on the investment to do it. So so tell me about that, you know, the, the journey and the benefit.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we work with uh, various brands, so from top-grossing apps to um, early-stage apps that uh, are launching who have recently been venture-backed and uh, are trying to get, gain some traction. Um, a really good example is we worked with a restaurant booking app uh, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, one of their biggest challenges was, again, as a as a venture-backed or uh, investor backed company they had certain metrics that they had to meet in order to meet the next round of funding and for them it was very important to prove the unit metrics of the business to actually stay in business um, otherwise you know they, they, it doesn't seem viable they're not going to get the next round of funding and so on and uh, really we worked with them on a, a consultancy basis uh, whilst plugging in our tool and their biggest challenge was really they were trying to drive a first-time Uh, reservation and the biggest challenge was the delay that these guys had from someone installing an app to actually making that reservation Mm -hmm. and trying to optimize towards that you know we can't wait 30 days um, to decide where we're going to spend our media budget or which creative we want to pause yeah Um, so we started working really closely with their internal data science team um, who actually put together a predictive lifetime value score that they were able to calculate within about two days of activity in the app. So looked at various factors, you know, how many times were they looking at certain pages? How long did it take to register? um, And they would output back to us uh, a specific uh, predictive conversion value. And what our tool allowed us to do is actually take that data, combine it with attribution tool uh, data in terms of installs and also the various spend. And we were able to then give them insight on where to best optimize all the way down to a predictive lifetime value, um, and their CPAs went down significantly. Um, off the top of my head, it was uh, the CPA was reduced over seventy percent, and the volume Whoa. went up by forty. Seventy?
0: You didn't say seventeen. Yeah. You said seventy, right, Shamel?
1: Yeah, that's that's right. That um, is a lot. So it's um, it was pretty significant to the fact mm-hmm. point where. I guess it just proved their unit metrics, and these guys actually didn't have to raise more money, and they got ended up getting acquired. Um, and I guess you know that's what it all comes back down to. Um, everyone's running a business, and there's certain numbers that they need to meet, uh, and it is all a numbers game. By being able to understand um, what levers to pull, you can really have a big impact on the business.
0: That's really a good point, Shamel. You know about the numbers because we weren't really in tune with ltv like a year ago or even you know a year and a half ago we were all thinking cpis in in the app space it was all about cost per install and i'm going to get in there and i'm going to run up and i'm going to you know get featured if you had a you know like a free to play type of thing or if you're a brand you just wanted to get you know, high ratings and a lot of a lot of buzz around your brand but you're mentioning now a lot about LTV i mean is that where the thinking is in the industry is this going to be what's driving for example demand for your business going forward is basically tougher metrics that you have to meet
1: yeah it, exactly and i think there's you know there's there's wider kind of macro pressures as well just from a, a, a venture capital perspective, I think the markets have, have realigned, that investors are becoming, you know, holding brands a lot more accountable for their marketing spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, you know, ultimately for consumer internet and gaming businesses, which is, you know, really the, the space we're working with, um, the metric that really matters to all of these guys is what's the lifetime value and what's the cost of acquiring a customer and really what's that ratio and how long does it take me to, to pay back that cost um, and if you can you know smash through these these metrics, then you not only you you build a really sustainable business, but you typically unlock further budget to scale a lot quicker.
0: I mean that is it in a nutshell really it is a numbers business. it's uh you know knowing your metrics, watching your metrics, measuring your metrics that's why you need paid marketing intelligence and Shamel after the break I'm going to ask you to share with our listeners uh, a couple of your uh, top tips and, and, and checklist really of how to approach this uh, and find the right fit for your brand but uh, until then don't go away listeners we'll be right back
2: mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors how much are your best ideas worth Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly/foundercircle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Cranberry Radio.
0: Hey there, welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove. And our guest today has been, and continues to be right now, Shamel Lace, CEO and founder of AppSumer, a paid marketing intelligence company. Shamel, it's been a great show so far learned a lot I'm sure our listeners did as well but now what I'd like you to do is um, share some practical actionable advice some do's and don'ts you know we said you have to be data driven it's all about the metrics even if you don't necessarily care about the cost per action uh, to get your customers on board with your mobile marketing your investors will be watching you and holding you accountable for your budget so there's a lot to be watching a lot of moving parts top tip number one what would you say um, a company must do to embrace a solution like yours
1: yeah definitely so i think uh, number one has to be uh, everyone has to be aligned internally on what that key kpi is or mm-hmm. those key kpis are um, and ultimately they need to be derived from ultimately you know what what's the investors looking at what are the board level looking at. Um, and it's really important that everyone's in the loop of that.
0: And is that often difficult? I mean, to sync up on a KPI? It's, it, it sounds like it would be simple, but is it, a, is it, uh, is it not yeah, obvious?
1: Yeah, I think it's more actually when you start going to uh, agreeing on from the measurement perspective. So, uh, you know, a typical challenge that we see is when people have different ideas between uh, what, when you're looking at measuring cohorts versus actuals. Um, Mm -hmm. And just to give some context, so Actuals is looking at the date that the activity actually happened. So it's, you know, the day that, let's say, someone made some purchases. And Cohorts is based on the day that you actually acquired that customer. Um, And there can be some really varying gaps in this. And, you know, we've seen this time and time again where, you know, businesses are, are looking purely at Actuals and suddenly you might see things are doing well or things aren't doing very well. Um, but the reality is it's it's really a delayed response um, because we typically see that uh, from someone installing an app to actually making purchases. You know, if you're looking purely at actual, someone could have installed that app two years ago or a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. So the numbers aren't always synced up. So it's really key to, to get everyone okay. on board. Um, and right. it's an education piece, I guess. Um, I, I think it's something the marketing team are more aware of. And then it's about managing that up and educating the wider team.
0: Okay, Shamel, number two, what would be your top tip number two?
1: So number two, I think it's really important to get your internal data warehouse in order. Um, Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean making sure you're not relying purely on the attribution tools. And you do have your internal system of record, which is all the way down to a customer ID level. And you're looking at things like um, all the various events Uh, things like uh, you know your final revenue and this should be aligned to what your financial team is taking out Um, and your internal data warehouse is really what's going to enable you to process you know especially if you're a cross-device business and again we're seeing more and more of that where I guess you know business it's not just about having an app business you might be an app first business but people still Mm -hmm. behave and transact with your brand on desktop and just having that Internal data warehouse allows you to start looking at cross-device attribution and um doing okay. a lot further analysis.
0: Okay, so syncing up on your KPIs, cleaning up your in-house data. Number three.
1: Um and number three, I think, um, which is more of a hygiene thing, but it, it pays off a lot over the long term is naming conventions when you're running all of these campaigns. Um it's something you know we work with a lot of businesses where we have to backdate their data. Um and we're fortunate where we've got some tools to kind of help us out there. But really, if, if you can get strict on your naming conventions and really enforce it from day one, it just mm-hmm. saves you a ton of work in the future. And also you get a lot richer insights as well.
0: Yeah, naming conventions, I've seen that actually quite a lot, um, where basically it's almost like when you used to name files in the early days of Word Doc, right? I mean, you'd name something and never be able to find it again. Well, if you don't name it properly, you can't repeat the campaign. You can't understand what you did, right?
1: Exactly. And, you know, That's when exactly we're talking about timing, you know, when you start in this by the thousands of ads that you're running, um, and obviously, you know, when we talk about pivot tables, if things aren't labeled consistently, it's really difficult to to unify and, and get insight from it.
0: Well, Shamel, we're going to have to have you back again because I happen to know you're also working on a very insightful report that will help us understand and evaluate mobile attribution tools. So we will have you back sometime later on in the summer. But in the meantime, how can people stay in touch with you and what's up over at AppSumer?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, feel free to check out our site, which we've got a lot more information. Um, We also have a regular blog with loads of content. Um, Sign up to the newsletter. We've got loads of things going on there. Um, And definitely follow us on Twitter. There's always um, things going on there as well. So it's at appsumer.io.
0: And that's appsumer, A-P-P-S-U-M-E-R. Sort of like consumer, but it's appsumer. Exactly. Okay, and you can follow me at Peggy Ann A-N-N-E, on Twitter, or you can email me, Peggy, at MobileGroove.com, MobileGroove, where you can also find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services and my columns and posts about the business of mobile. So that's a wrap. And if you have a great story to share about what you have achieved in mobile marketing or apps and get in touch with me directly or via email or Twitter, DM me, whatever, I may ask you to join us to be a guest on the show. So until next time, you can check out this and earlier episodes of our show by going to cranberry.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Zune, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So a big thank you from all of us here to all of you for listening to mobile presence your place for everything mobile and remember every minute is mobile so make every minute count we'll see you next week
2: The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.